From the Good Night Scholars Program at NC State University, I'm Anthony Olyarite, and this is Have a Good Night. On today's episode, V sat down with Tushan Fernando and talked about his passion for discovering new life in our solar system, icy moons, mechanical engineering, and space travel, middle school outreach, and ways to turn your dreams into reality. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. What's the best meal you've had in the past week? The best meal I've had in the past week. <laughs> so I've, <laughs> I've, I must confess, I'm not that great at meal prepping. So I've just been eating Wendy's like almost every, oh day, almost every day. <laughs> uh, I just, I like the spice, their spicy chicken sandwich. Um, so I've just been like studying at the library all day and then Wendy's is open kind of later. So I just pick up a spicy chicken sandwich and head home. So yeah, yeah I, I was just curious because <laughs> the same thing, it's the same for me. I want to be able to have, I guess, a meal plan or something, schedule, but it never happens. So usually I end up eating Chipotle basically every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like, kind of, Chipotle uh, is my healthy option. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so just tell me what's your good night story and uh, how do you get here? Yeah, sure. So, um, uh, well, first, uh, my name's Tashan Fernando. Um, I'm a senior uh, mechanical engineering major. Um, so my good night story, I guess, around pandemic time, I'm forgetting. Uh, early 2020, um, when, around when I was like applying to NC State and waiting to hear back, uh, I got an email uh, about the Goodnight Scholarship and, you know, I didn't, I thought, it, you know, maybe I would apply, but it said, it, it said like, um, I, was, I was selected as somebody who, who might uh, uh, want to apply, so I just, I thought I would apply and I didn't think I would get it. <laughs> Um, but I thought I would at least try and I don't remember if it was I think it might have been an email but I had um, my interview and it was virtual I remember it, it was with uh, Bailey and I was really panicking that day because there was like a little bit of a miscommunication and I was thinking it was going to be earlier in the morning so I got ready and I got dressed up and everything and uh but um, I was like kind of panicking that day. But the email, the interview went pretty well with Bailey. And then I got the notification later on that I got accepted and it pretty much was life-changing because from then on, um, a lot of new opportunities uh, became available and, and I took advantage of pretty much everything I could, so. Wow, sounds uh, scary, I guess, <laughs> being in a situation where you don't uh-huh. miscommunication. But uh, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you uh, it opened opportunities for you, just like it does to everybody else in the program. Um, so tell me, what's your major, yeah. and uh, uh, how did you land on your major? Why did you decide to to pursue it? Yeah. So uh, uh, my major is mechanical engineering. And initially, I 
I picked mechanical engineering just because uh, I knew I wanted to do engineering. I didn't know exact specifically what I wanted to do. It's so like when I started community college, I just picked mechanical um, just because it seemed like the most broad. And then later when I discovered that I would be interested in the aerospace industry, but not necessarily uh, or the world of aerospace, but not necessarily like rocketry and things like that. I was more interested in space probes and the robotics that behind it. Um, so not necessarily like the astronautical, but well, I guess that could be considered astronautical, but um, not aeronautical, which those two things are in the category of aerospace. Um, but I wanted to keep it more mechanical. Um, so I decided to just stay in mechanical and not go to aerospace once I decided um, that that would be the industry I wanted to go into. So I hear that you, you're talking about aerospace and I know that you're interested in icy moon exploration. So if you can explain what that is and how you got interested in that. Just some background info. Uh, our solar system has seven ocean worlds, one of them being Earth, because obviously Earth is an ocean world. Um, if you hadn't noticed, we have uh, large bodies of water on Earth. Uh, and the other six are moons in our outer solar system. So some orbiting Jupiter, some orbiting Saturn, and then one orbiting Neptune. Um, and I can just list them out. So there's orbiting Jupiter, there's Europa, uh, Ganymede, Callisto, um, orbiting Saturn, we have Titan and Enceladus, and orbiting Neptune, we have Triton, which we uh, know very little about. But those are six, and something exciting, there could be more. Um, um, but right now we have six other than Earth, so there's the seven ocean worlds. And like you said, it's... it's um, icy moon exploration so the reason they're called icy moons is because each of them has an icy crust and miles below the icy crust we believe there are liquid water oceans underneath um, in each of these moons and just to show just to kind of indicate uh to convey how much water is on these moons it's about 17 times the amount of liquid water on than on Earth's oceans. So it's a lot of water. Um, and the reason I'm interested in that is because of the potential for life to be living in those waters. Um, just because, you know, with what we know about water, um, wherever there's water, we think there may be, there might be life. Mm -hmm. And with that much liquid water, um, it's all of these moons are candidates for life. So yeah, so these are the six icy moons of interest. Yeah. So this sounds pretty like a niche area. How do you get interested in this topic? How did that curiosity sparked on you? Yeah. So I, I've I've been told this before, uh, like that that it is a niche area. Um, and I definitely see 
why, why uh, like it's definitely true because um you know w- as far as the engineering challenges involved it's like over the whole span of a mission you know you'll have the launch phase and then whatever uh you know orbital mechanics orbital orbital mechanics maneuvers that are needed to get there uh to these icy moons because it's, it's outer solar system so it's pretty far away um and then we had to you'd have to land and you'd have to either drill or melt through the ice and then you'd have to send some type of uh most likely autonomous submersible into the waters to search for life or to detect to detect life in some way um currently there's orbiter missions and one lander mission to one moon um but as far as actually diving into the waters you know these are the challenges that are that we're faced with and it, it does seem very niche but one of the reasons that i talk about this a lot and i try to and i'm interested in it um, is because it addresses one of uh, what I would call the, the big questions. So the big questions to, you know, to humans, uh, what comes to mind is, you know, how did we get here? Like, what's the, you know, what's the meaning of life? Like, what's, what's my purpose? Like, which basically comes down to like, what do I do with my time? You know? Um, but one big, one of those big questions is, are we alone? So right now we think, I mean, we seem to be alone um, and beyond our solar system with all of these um, exoplanets, which are being discovered, which I should define that real quick. Uh, an exoplanet is an Earth-like planet that's orbiting another sun, another star. Um, so all of those are, there's many of those being discovered uh, almost every day. Like there's a new one, it seems like. But the problem is we can't really get there because it's so far away. We, I mean, we may be able to get there much later, but I'm focusing on our solar system because these things are achievable in our lifetime. And um, yeah. yeah, so it, 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 it would address the question of, are we alone? And we're, I feel like we're on the cusp of answering that question, which is really exciting. Um, but mm-hmm. we need to have a sense of urgency because I think it, it, it slips into the future because it's not necessarily practical you know like um it's more of a pure science thing but i I would say it's like a very human question to like you know because everybody wonders about like aliens and you know are we alone like um we don't know what we could find on these uh on these oceans um on these um on these alien oceans uh it's a book i'm reading called alien oceans uh but it's a very human question to uh, i mean i think Maybe everyone as a kid, if they looked up at the night sky, they just wonder like, what's yeah. what's out there? Like, is are there life forms out there? Like, um, is are we just completely alone in all this vastness? Um, so I would argue that even though like some of the engineering challenges are are niche, um, the fact that it's a very human question and it's one of those big questions, I think if we do have a sense of urgency and like interest in it, we can find out the answer to that question, which is, I think is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's exciting as well because um, I don't know. I've always wondered, you know, I don't think it's us (laughs) like 
only us in this uh, solar system. I feel like there is more out there, but I know that lately uh, there is a lot of emphasis on um, like outside exploration. Um, so I think this is why it's engaging more interest in, in people as well, because um, I had this argument before. I'm more of a environmental person. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'm more focused on, oh, I want to save the planet, our planet right now. And I had this argument with someone before because I was thinking we should invest on, on the planet because it's in a state of urgency right now. Uh, and I don't, I don't think it's very urgent to know about other planets just yet because, you know, it's, we're having climate change and all these things happening just like right now. And, yeah. but now that I hear your, your perspective, yeah, it's not a, it's, it should also be like, like you said, you know, a sense of urgency for space exploration because it answer, it would help answer that, um, important question that I, I'm sure we always ask ourselves and yeah. it could also like help us somehow uh, to understand systems around here in our own planet so I think I think this is pretty interesting and I'm glad you're interested in it and want to negate more more uh, interest to it and and stuff like that. So how, how are you planning on getting more involved in this? How are you planning on, on getting people more interested? I'm, I pretty much just, my goal in life is pretty much to, I, I want to see the discovery of life if it exists. because we don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to see that discovery happen, uh, in my lifetime basically. And I've thought of like three different approaches that I can take to this, like how best to, you know, achieve that goal. Um, so one of them is just, you know, get, get my degree, you know, uh, get into the world of engineering and do some type of low level design. If it's, you know, uh, I, I'd be more excited in some of the later phases of one of these missions that we're talking about. So not necessarily in the launch phase, but more on the, what happens when we drop the submersible into the ocean. Like if I could work on the low level engineering of like a submersible, like the thing that finds life, like that would be really exciting, I think. So like, I thought like getting experience in, in industry or whatever it is, that would be one good approach. I mean, not just, an approach in and of itself, like it needs to be combined with some of these other things, which I'm going to mention the other two. Um, that would just be to like build me a little bit of credibility and, you know, I could get some experience and things uh, in the things I'm talking about rather than just, you know, just an interest. So the other two, I've been thinking of exploring the entrepreneurial world. So I've been thinking of, you know, getting a minor in business entrepreneurship. And this is something I know very little about it just kind of came to me fairly recently i've talked to uh, people at the internship that i went to it was a, i worked i worked at a um a startup called whisk and i was able to talk to the ceo actually because um, it was a you know a startup it was a really interesting environment um, 
and I heard from him and several other interesting people in the aerospace world about the world of, you know, the entrepreneurial uh, spirit in aerospace. And I've been thinking about getting some type of initiative, whether it be a nonprofit or something like that, that is completely focused on icy moon exploration in some way. I even thought of a name. Uh, uh, I, I would call it. You want to yeah. else? I would call it. You can copyright it. <laughs> I would call it new first because you know we we've been we've been to the moon and that was like an interesting first. Um, we'll be returning to the moon. Uh, if we get once we get to Mars, it'll be that'll be a new first. But an exciting new first would be discovering life. Like that's that's like you know that's it right there. Um, but that's like my second approach, and my third approach is doing some type of science communication. So kind of like what I'm doing here, like just talking to people about it. And um, I'm actually a STEM coach with. Good night, scholars. So, I like to, uh, I, I would like to do presentations, and I'm actually planning on doing presentations like these to middle schools in my home county, in uh, Guilford County. Kind of doing what I'm doing here, just to try to spread that uh, background info and, and some of the science and everything, just so people are excited about this. And the reason why that's important is because, uh, even though. You know, in the aerospace world, obviously the private sector is, is they've made uh, significant strides recently. Because we're talking about outer solar system exploration, it costs a lot more money. And government agencies like NASA and, um, you know, ESA, the Euro European Space Agency, and, and it's really government agencies that are um, going to be handling this so far. Unless, you know, unless yeah. the private sector rises up to that new challenge, but government agencies respond to taxpayers' needs and wants. So if there is interest in this, mm -hmm. there will be funding. And that's easier said than done because it's, I'll be, I'm working like at the grassroots level of building interest, but I think it would be, it would yeah. still be something worth tackling. So if I could, mm -hmm. you know, try to reach as far as I can and tell people about icy moons and explain like what I'm explaining now, basically um, one of the reasons why I'm doing this really. Um, yeah. So, and that's, that's a third approach. So I, I, I would like to maybe do a combination of those three and uh, if I can, <laughs> and uh, that way I, I think that would increase the likelihood of this discovery happening in, in our lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you can tackle that. Um, you're already doing this podcast and, and bringing some awareness on this topic. So that's already a first step. You know, uh, everything starts from somewhere. So it doesn't have to be something big necessarily for it to have an impact. Yeah. Like like you said, um, as a STEM coach, you can encourage children to learn more about this. And time flies so quickly. Uh, the, the people that we're going to be talking as STEM coaches um, right now, like within a few years, they'll be in school already college and everything so it could make a big change in a kid's life that maybe didn't know about it and then now they want to work yeah. on it or something yeah yeah like i didn't know about this and i'm <laughs> my senior year in, in uh college so it's something that i'm sure it's gonna get a lot of interest as well because like i said it it's 
lately we've been seeing a lot of space exploration and, and things like that um, being talked about in the news, in people's interests. So I think this is something that uh, it has potential, you know, to grow. Yeah. And um, so you mentioned uh, you had you were working for a startup. Um, have you had any other internships or what was the startup about? Yeah, sure. So, no, that was actually my only internship. Uh, I worked at a company called Whisk Arrow. Um, it's a startup um, that worked, that's in the uh, EV toll industry. So that is, um, the E stands for all electric, but VTOL stands for vertical takeoff and landing. Um, so they were working on a self-flying air taxi. Um, to kind of tackle the problem of urban air mobility. So it's an autonomous aircraft. And the goal is for, for someday, you know, everyday people to, to use it as an air taxi um, to kind of ease traffic and make it, uh, yeah, to, to, to make urban air mobility a thing, basically, just for, for uh, you know, the everyday people. Um, and I, I worked in the systems engineering, de I worked in a systems engineering department, but the specific department was called uh, configurations management and engineering systems. Um, and yeah, that was a, uh, that was a great experience for me. I actually got that internship uh, through a fellowship called the Z factor fellowship. So I'd like to shout them out here. <laughs> uh, and uh <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, so shout out Zed Factor Fellowship. Uh, <laughs> they they're also another another group that connected me with a lot of opportunities, um, like the Whisk opportunity, and um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, sounds like it. It sounds so interesting. Um, for me to hear that, it's just I think of I don't know so far away in the future, but seeing that there's startups working on that right now it's it's crazy it's crazy to know that one day i might just go outside and see a car oh, flying and be like oh yeah wait let me get on yes. speaking of uh like what i was talking about before with entrepreneurial spirit uh whisk actually yeah. started with uh the billionaire larry page so he just wanted a flying car so so <laughs> that's really? how it started like he just had some uh um he had some other people that he wanted to work with or or, or i forget exactly the details but uh yeah it basically started with that unfortunately i'm not a billionaire that can just you know uh get that much traction with icy moon exploration but um it's still an interesting thing to think about and yeah, I actually didn't even know about the industry until I got the internship too. So it was very interesting to learn about um, that there's a whole industry and there's there's other players in the game and um, yeah. there's investments being made in this in um, the technology and it's exciting to see what uh, the future holds for sure. Yeah, for sure. Since you're mentioning. Uh... Like being more involved with entrepreneurship, I'm sure you can apply for um, the enrichment grant 
for the program and see if you have an idea more concrete and, and then you can create a budget and then apply for it. I'm pretty sure it's gonna like you, the idea that you will have, I'm sure it's gonna be like obviously in space exploration. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a good um good topic to to talk about and receive funding for. Um especially because like you said, <laughs> you're not a millionaire that's gonna like wants to have a flying car or something, but um your efforts are still valuable so even if it's small that's you know you can start from there and obviously it gives you it gives you a lot of um professional and personal development um so i'm sure you can you can apply for that in in the near future you have time (laughs) yeah for sure um that that, that would be something i'm interested in yeah for sure um so i guess uh in the university level what kind of clubs or maybe you want to create your own organization i don't know if you thought about it um or other organizations you're interested in or already involved in that you want to talk about yeah for sure so uh on campus i'm currently the vice president of um, a group called seds um, this which is seds and that's students for the exploration and development of space um, it's actually just the NC State chapter of a of uh, SEDS USA, a much bigger organization. Um, and I actually joined this semester, like the first semester that I got to state. Um, so last last fall. Um, and yeah, wow, that's crazy. It's just last year. Um, but yeah, as, as soon as I joined uh they were having like a leadership um they're picking leadership for their the project they're working on they they were working we were working on a um, mars ascent vehicle design for this competition called the nasa rascal um engineering competition and one of the themes was the mars ascent vehicle and we had picked that theme to work on um and I, i signed up for leadership positions um and I got the project manager role like one week into joining the club. <laughs> so, so I was a project manager of the Mars Sun Vehicle Design that we worked on last year. And so that was kind of intense just joining, you know, the, the first semester at NC State. Um, but yeah, that was a great experience. And I think, you know, that opened the door for like Zed Factor and, and the fellowship that I was mentioning. So it's as soon as I came here, it's just, a lot of doors opened like first, like, you know, good night scholars. And then when I joined SEDS, SED factor, and then I worked at, you know, WISC, like everything just, mm-hmm. it's just been a lot of opportunities. So it's been, it's been great. Um, my time here at state. Um, and yeah, so SEDS, uh, yeah, currently vice president, um, this year they're working on a, um, a, I think the competition is called the, the uh, Micro G Next competition, and we're just getting started working on that. So yeah, if you're if you're listening to this and you're a big space fan and you haven't joined SEDS yet, uh, go ahead and join SEDS because I'd highly recommend it. See, you're already involved in a lot of, I guess, areas that deal with what you want to accomplish. So <laughs> you're you're already there. <laughs> you're already working on it. Um, uh, but yeah, it's crazy that you joined your first semester 
my first semester, I don't think I would have been able to do any leadership position. I don't know. I would have probably been to school. Yeah. Um, but, um, and now you're the vice president. Yeah, I, I just kind of jump into things sometimes. Uh. I feel like that's a common trait in the program. I see, I hear a lot of people, including myself, doing so much, uh, constantly being involved in so much. But I was gonna ask you to to give a message to the viewers, <laughs> but I guess that that was your message. Just jump, um, jump into, the into things, um, and <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think this was this was a great conversation. I'm so happy to hear that this is something that really interests you and you want to pursue even though it's something that you're not really clear about, but still you have the ambition to go for it and uh, to to bring awareness, to explain to people about it, and to, especially um, as a STEM coach, just go and, and, I guess, create activities for kids that that involve um, space exploration. This is, this is something great to hear, and I know kids uh, love things like this and they're gonna be excited to hear more about it and people in general like people our age people older people as well just it's something that we're not really too knowledgeable of so any little piece of information is is it's important and new for us so i'm glad you're pursuing this and mm -hmm. and now you have this podcast that is gonna i guess uh bring awareness to the to the Yeah. people listening to it i'm excited so hopefully i'm happy about that maybe some conversations will come out of this and um, you know maybe get people talking yeah. about the search for life and, and things like that so yes <laughs> if anyone's interested they yeah, already exactly. know that they should don't contact. be afraid to just come up to me and start just although uh a fair warning i'll, I'll talk this topic to death so i, I may talk my hands off <laughs> but <it'd be> fun. <laughs> I, I guess you should like blog three hours of your schedule before you reach. <laughs> okay, Tushan, it was great talking to you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, good luck. Good luck to you with uh, the environmental engineering and you. you know everything that you're working. Thank on. you. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed our conversation and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe and give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening on. If you're a prospective Goodnight student and want to learn more about the Goodnight Scholars program, shoot us an email at goodnightscholarship at ncsu.edu so we can answer your questions. And remember, no matter what time of day you're listening in, we always hope that you have a good night. I'm Anthony Lyright. Peace out.